everybody. This is Messer Brothers Presents, and I'm Craig. And I am not Nick. <laughs> we have a special guest today. Nick is gone to the lake. Uh, just sent me a picture a little while ago. We called him a real nice bass. Um, and our recording man, our filmologer, our uh, <clears throat> videographer, I guess, not filmologer, right? Is that a correct term? Um, I guess right now it's audio recordist. Okay. <laughs> our audio man, Doug Chambers, is our fill-in guest for the day. Tell him a little something, Doug. Like what? Whatever you want to tell him. Um, I'm filling in for Nick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that works. We have a special episode for you guys. Uh, it's episode Doug is pretty interested in. We'll talk about that in a little while. Um, first, what's going on, Doug? It's rainy. It's kind of cold. It was not a good week to go to the lake, I don't think. Oh, man, it? no. I was at the, the week at the beginning of the, uh, beginning of the week. I was at the lake. Um, Sunday was a really nice day. Monday was cold and cloudy, like 58. And then the next day, Tuesday, was like the flood of all floods of rain. It was awful. Um, it rained from, I don't know, it started late, late Monday night, and I don't know when it stopped. <laughs> it didn't stop while I was there. We came home in the rain. So... Luckily, degrees. they, they you know, today, I, I don't know, it's gotten a little better today, I think, but not too good. We, you know, uh, me and my family, we've been, we go to Lake Norman, we went pretty, pretty regular over the past few summers, past really 10 summers, I guess, um, just rent a house out there, but usually the weather's just hit and miss, you never know, it's so strange, and this is the earliest we went, so we thought, you know, the weather will be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> We went one year, I'm not going to lie to you, it was like 60 the entire week, and it was August, and it was just like the coldest week of August I ever remembered. Like, we were we, we, we built a fire outside, it was cold, and we sat outside in the fogginess of the damp week, I don't know, yeah, it was odd. That sounds fun. Yeah, it was something, um, but did a little fishing this week, and Nick's fished more than me, obviously. <laughs> Cause he's still there. Um, the dock there, though, they have like a ten foot dock up above. Like, like they have the regular dock and the ten foot platform up above it that you could jump in the water. Hmm. It was really cool. Sounds nice. Yeah, it was fun. Just wish I could have swam the Tuesday because need to be ten degrees warmer. Yeah, a little bit. At least I, I can handle the cold. Just the rain. Yep, and we've had plenty of rain this year. Plenty. Let's see, normally we talk about sports, but there's not really anything going on once yeah. again. I'm still on my media fast. I've been uh, uh, Wednesday made. So today we're recording is a Thursday. And I've made it over a week without Facebook. Woo! I've not watched the news or anything. I looked up a couple things yesterday because it was officially the end of my week, but I decided, up. Oh, I don't want to do this. So who knows when I'm going to go back. I may not. Maybe never. <laughs> it might be better for me. Probably is. Yeah. Keeps me not right. Especially right now. It's probably fine. Yeah, I'm probably not going to be happy with whatever I find out. So. Nope, I doubt it. <laughs> Something good happens. Somebody can tell me about I'm it. Happier if you don't know what's going on. And just ignore it. What's it really affect my life? Only when it directly affects you. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you don't need to know. That's true. 
That is true. So, do you want to tell everybody what we're talking about today? We are discussing Superman. George Reeves. George Reeves. Christopher Reeves? Not. No, 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 no. Now you're making the mistake that a lot of people oh, make. Oh, I got you. It's Reeves. You're putting an S on yeah. Christopher Reeves. And George, George Reeves. Reeves. So George was, is he the first one to play on screen? No. No? Second. Second on screen Superman. First on TV. Uh, okay, so who was the first one? First first one was Kirk Allen in the movie serials. Movie serials. What is that? You know, like 30-minute little chapters gotcha. that they showed before the main feature at the I movie gotcha. theater. So they had a Superman serials. They did two of them. 15 episodes apiece. Really? 1948, 1950. Episodes? So 15, 30 minutes. Well, they were probably more like about 18 to 20 minutes, I guess. But but they, they had that many of them. They made that many. It was two storylines. So that's kind of cool. How many movies were they in front of? Was it like one in front of a movie and one in front of another? Or? Yeah, probably. I think it was like once a week. You saw a chapter once a week, and then you'd come back as a cliffhanger. you come back the next week to see what happens. So it keeps you wanting to come and watch the next movie, even if you're not interested. Yep. That's smart, actually. It's actually really smart. I like that. I didn't know that. Um, so yeah, let's see, uh, Doug, you, you like this Superman guy, huh? He's all right. He's all right. Not my favorite person to play Superman, but he, he was good. I mean, Superman in general. I like Superman. Yes. <laughs> the character. So today for our top five, we're going to do top five comic book heroes, correct? Yes. Uh, yes, yes. Doug likes comics. <laughs> just a little bit. Just, yeah, just, just. Just a tiny, tiny bit. I've never been to a comic book store until I knew Doug, <laughs> and now I've been like a hundred times. No, 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 now no. Now the no, people no. at the comic book store know my name, too. No. <laughs> I, well, they probably actually do, but... <laughs> Doug walks in, and they're like, Doug, it's like an episode of Cheers. Norm. Well, you've been going there that long. That's true. How long have you been going there? Long time. I won't say how long. You won't say why? Not in public. <laughs> Not on the podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um so yeah and then your your little uh you like those comic cons what's the one called you go to <sighs> heroes con you just had to remind me of that ah, we gotta talk about because it, it would have been tomorrow uh, no joke if not for the thing which i'm not even going to mention that <laughs> we all really know tomorrow? what's going on I yes forgot. it I forgot started it that. tomorrow that sucks and it doesn't now yeah, so they didn't cancel it. They just they uh, postponed postponed it. But the it's 2020 to, show till 2021. Yeah, so kind of goofy, but you know, Real, so, reality. They canceled the 2020 show. That one got canceled. Wasn't the one in Knoxville that got canceled as yes, well? Yes, there was. And it wasn't until what August? End of August. And they've already canceled it. That already seems a canceled little, it. Little quick. Yeah, some people don't think so. No, really. I'm not going into that though. That's oh. that's too much in the in the news situation. Uh, okay, I gotta tell. I, I at the lake, Nick wanted to run to the comic store. There was one pretty close, so we went, and it's a huge open area. Like the the room, I mean the the building was huge that this was in. So you get in there. Well, half the building is set up for tables for book games. Like you know, sit there and play. I don't know, uh, what's some uh, magic, I guess, yeah. gathering or something. And, and they had a bunch of board games in there. So half of it was set up for that and half of it was comic books. Well, over there in the middle of the tables where all this was, there was one person 
in the entire half of the store. And he was sitting in the very middle of the room and he had a mask on. <laughs> and I was like, what is he? I, is he scared of his own self? Because he's the only one there. And I was just like, you know, that's just kind of crazy. I don't know. Maybe he's scared of his own Talk to him. I don't know. Anyway, that's just a little tidbit. <laughs> it was, it's funny. Viruses floating in the air. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, we've been told so many different things. Who knows what to believe? Anyway, so our top five for today, like I said, is going to be comic book heroes. Um, Doug loves comics. I don't, uh, I've read like maybe three comics ever. Um, so mine's going to be based more of on the, you know, the screen versions of these heroes, um, cartoons. Cause you know, I mean, when I was a kid, they had the night, the nineties, Batman and Spider-Man yeah. series. There was a Superman series as well. There was an X-Men, X-Men series. series. Um, I guess that's it. Was there anything else? Uh, there was some Fantastic some Four cartoons. There was an Iron Man. Was there? See, I don't remember none of and that. And Fantastic Four that ran <clears throat> for two years. Two years? Yep. Okay. Um, so let's do the countdown. Start with number five. Do you want to tell yours first, Jimmy? Go. I'll tell. It you is. Your number five. The Web Slinger. Spider-Man. Spider-Man's number five. Number five. Why number five? Because he's not my favorite, obviously. But, but five's pretty good. He's one of the few th- that I've actually read a few Spider-Man comics. Yeah. I haven't read that much of a lot of things. It's The movies are good, most of them. Which movies do you like best? Can you rank it's your tough. Spider-Man movies? It's really tough. <laughs> Ah, it's probably the newer ones now. The Tom Holland. The last one was fantastic. Far From Home. Yeah, it was awesome. Homecoming was good, too. Even though they're probably, like, very little like the comic books, but they're 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 good. Good. It's real good. Yeah. Well, that's a good one to start off with. Did you watch the TV show? The, the animated? Cartoon? Yes. An- yeah. Yes, yes. Not all of it. But it's probably not, the first couple I years of it. of it. I guess I watched. I know I watched the ending. I don't know what year it started. Do you know? <sighs> probably about ninety four, ninety five ish, ninety six. I probably did watch it. I'm really not How sure. How many years was it on? You don't know. Maybe four or five years. I probably caught. I probably caught most of it. Um, yeah, I'd say I did actually. I remember the finale because I went to my grandparents, and I was like. The last Spider-Man ever's on TV today, so I've got to watch it. And I remember, do you remember, did you watch this one? I don't, I probably did not watch the last year of it, most likely. Well, I mean, this, it ended like, I remember Peter Parker, I mean, Spider-Man, I guess, was going through the city, you know, web-slinging, and uh, Stan Lee started talking to him. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Out of the sky. Like, he was like, I created you. I'm Stan Lee. And I was like, that's a weird way to end this show. Sounds like <laughs> Like, it. he was explaining to Spider-Man that he was a comic book character. And I was like, that's that's kind of... Even as a kid, I was like, I don't really like this mm. ending. So, nope, definitely did not see that. <laughs> all right, so I will go with my number five. My number five, you know, is very changeable. Um do we have to go with superheroes? Because if not, I can. My number four pretty set. Yeah. My fifth, I'm I'm just gonna. I guess I have to go with um, 
Captain America for number five. Hmm. Interesting. Based purely on movies because that's, you know, what I have to go on. Um, He's not my favorite. If I had to tell you my sixth favorite, I couldn't do it. So that's why I put him there. Well, that makes sense. He's at least kind of likable to me. Um, But I don't know. I like, you know, the first movie. That, and once again, I got to do this based on the movies because I don't know anything about the comic. Um, he's back from the olden days and yeah. noble. So I guess that's why. Yep. You like Cap? He's okay. <laughs> he doesn't make the top five, though. No. And I mean, there's there's some, you know, um, with some of the... <laughs> You know, let me... I'm going to take him out. Well, there we go. Top number five just went... Just Well, I was going to say, uh, I, 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 what's uh, Star-Lord? Does he count? Yeah. Uh, way I better. so. I like Chris Pratt. I mean, I like mm-hmm. his character mm-hmm. ten times better than Captain America. I didn't think about that. There you go. So I'll go with him. That's number five. But he has no powers, but... Neither does Captain America, not really. Not really. So, yeah. So. Okay. Star-Lord, number five. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Cap. Goodbye, Cap. <laughs> Greg hates America. Let's <laughs> let's hear let's hear your four. Um, number four, the Dark Knight, Batman. Batman, that low? He is pretty low. Yes, I'm afraid. Why? He is. He's good. He's just not. He's a normal guy. Yeah, that's what makes him so good. He could be us. He's also... He would turn against you in a second. What? He's come up... He's spent all his time coming up with ways to beat everybody. He knows how to destroy Superman in a second. That's good. He knows how to beat them all. But the the problem is... (laughs) Sometimes his plans don't go the way they're supposed to. Okay, well... He's very paranoid. He's very, very, very paranoid. This is a comic. Yes. Do you like the movies or the TV shows? The movies are pretty paranoid, too. If you saw yeah. Batman versus Superman, that's the whole point of the whole movie, was Batman is paranoid that Superman's an alien and going to I hated that movie. wipe things out. I mean, that's basically the whole point is Batman is paranoid. True. So. But he is. I mean, Superman very. is an alien. He could kill us all. Batman's our hero to save us. <laughs> I would, Surprised you have him at number four then. Sounds like you don't like him at all. No, I like him. He's he's interesting. <laughs> and he's interesting because he's so paranoid. But he's just... He's he's the dark knight. He's dark. Okay. He's not, he's not the beacon of light. He's dark. <laughs> gotcha. He's in the shadows. That makes sense. All right. So my number four is Iron Man. Mm. Um, love, uh, love, love Robert Downey Jr.'s portrayal of Iron Man and Tony Stark. Um, he's fun. He's rich. He's Playboy. He is very good. You know, I, I like it a lot. I like, um, I like the fun of the movies. So, and I think he's he's a great actor in those movies for sure. So. He's kind of the one in the movies that held everything together. He was the glue man. And I can't, you know, he's the ultimate hero. Right? 
Uh, he is, I guess, if you say so. I mean, if you've not seen... I, I'm afraid so. Surely everybody's we, seen yeah, that Yeah, I would think now, everybody's seen it, but I mean, he... Uh, I guess some people haven't. He's the he just he's willing to take the ultimate sacrifice. <laughs> well, that pretty much covers that for anybody that hasn't seen it. Yeah. So. So if, if you've, you've not seen it, you don't care to see it. No, you've you've missed it by a year or so. Yeah. So. Well, that's that pretty much covers him. Okay, number three. Number three for Doug. Number three is very obscure, and most people are not going to know who this is because there are no movies with this character in them. Uh oh. It is a character from the book that DC puts out, Legion of Superheroes, which most people probably don't know about that either because there's never been a movie. Um, and the character's name is Censor Girl. Censor Girl? She's had different names. She started out as Princess Projectra. Then she was a queen because her father died and she became the queen. <laughs> but like, Censor Girl was the best part, the best like version. You made her up. No, I did not make her up. I can show her to you. <laughs> She's a queen. She's she can project illusions. Okay. But when she became Sensor Girl, she could also see through any illusion. And that included a lot of things like distance, like things that she said were illusions of the world. Yeah. So she could see great distances because somehow I'm not sure how distance is an illusion, but that was how it was written in the comic. <laughs> how and old is this comic? Eighties. Okay. Written by Paul Levitz, who is the was the president of DC Comics at one time. I was thinking uh, he sounds. Familiar. And he was at Heroes Con two years ago. Did you meet him? I got his autograph. From That's stuff. cool. He's pretty good. She is a she's a bad A for to leave the <laughs> to not say the word because yeah. basically how she became Censor Girl. She was the queen of her planet. These villains killed her husband. She. Declared it was her royal right to execute the guy that killed her husband. Snapped his neck. <laughs> they kicked her out of the Legion because they're not supposed to kill. But then she comes back in disguise as Censor Girl. Nobody knew who she was. There's a whole big long story called Who is Censor Girl? Where they're trying to figure out who she is. Nobody can figure it out because she's using her illusion powers to make it look like she's doing all this stuff that she's not really doing. Hmm. It, was really, it was just really interesting. That's pretty I wild. Like I like her. It sounds like they need to make a movie. They should. They're never going to, probably. No. Too expensive. Too Pretty many characters. Pretty interesting, though. All right, so my number three, I guess. Number three. Is Wolverine Logan. Mm-hmm. I figured um, he'd come up. Yeah. Um, he's the best X-Men. Best member of X-Men. I like, you know, I didn't really watch that cartoon when I was a kid. I did some. Um, and if I did, he was my favorite one, but it's everybody's favorite. Yeah. Everybody loved Wolverine. Everybody's favorite. Um, and then, you know, you get the Hugh Jackman version, which is not really the same as the comic version. Mm, not much. But I mean, he's, he's, he's pretty much personality wise the same. Right. And he's great. <laughs> he's great. He's the best part of every X-Men movie. Yeah. Best part, obviously, in his standalone films, which there's three. Maybe the first one's not so great. Yeah, well, he's the best part of. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's also willing to make the ultimate sacrifice. 
Uh-huh. Can I say that? <laughs> well, I think that one's that one's three years old. So if they've not seen yeah, that, yeah, they're by now, way even farther behind on this one. Spoiler alert: Logan yeah. dies. Uh, they just spill the beans. Yeah, they can blame me instead. <laughs> All right, you ready for your number? Number two, two another female. Oh. An X Men character. Somebody oh. that Wolverine was associated with a lot. And this specific version of her, Phoenix. Dark? And Dark. Dark is a villain. If we're talking heroes, you Okay, know, but gotcha. In her, so just in her period Phoenix. of time when she was Phoenix. Okay. That she was not. Uh, she was not the Dark Phoenix. Jean Grey, in other words. Yeah. So you're a Jean Grey fan. Yes, very much so. Yeah. They didn't do that character justice in any of the movies, though. I liked her until... In the original three, well, they did. She's really good in the first one. The the second one, really good in the second one, but then they just kind of they fizzled out. It fizzles. They set up the Phoenix plot at the end of the second one. They set it up great, and then they completely screwed it up. Yeah, and then they had another chance with Dark Phoenix, and they. I liked. (sighs) I liked that movie. They they could have done better. Uh, That's all I'm going to say. But I I like the actress of the originals better. Uh, Yeah, she was pretty good. I like the actress that played her, though, in Dark Phoenix also. Do you? She wasn't bad. I mean, she wasn't bad, but I just... She's just younger. Yeah, I always thought the other one was quite a looker. Mm, She is how old now? She's old. 50-something? Yeah, she's really old. (laughs) Uh, well, uh, she would probably, if she's listening, if you're listening right now, he did not mean that you're real old. <laughs> What's her name? I didn't know her name. I'm not sure how to say it. Fam- Famke? Fam- Famke Jensen? No idea. I don't, it's a weird spelling. <laughs> I'm not sure how you even she's say it. She's not in a ton of stuff. She's in, I think she was in Taken. Nah, she's... Liam Neeson's uh, wife, or ex-wife. I guess most people probably know her from X-Men. Oh, yeah, for sure. Got any more to add to her? Uh, not really. I just, I don't know. She's just a very, very powerful character. Yeah. Very nice. Very, very good storyline. Best storyline they had in X-Men, I think. Yeah. Phoenix to Dark Phoenix. Very, very good. She killed herself at the end. Another spoiler. If you haven't read it. I was wondering if she ultimately died, but I wasn't positive. And there's a whole lot more to it, but that's... Well, you'd have to have a whole episode of a whole different podcast to cover that, so we're not going to go into that. <laughs> All right, so I will give you my number two. Number two. And I've got to go with Spider-Man, number mm. two. Uh, my number one and two are probably not going to ever be moved. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're pretty close, too. They, well, I mean, yeah, probably pretty close together. But Spider-Man is my number two. Um like I said, I'm not a com. I don't read the comics, but so which movie Spider-Man? Uh, well, let's talk about the cartoon first. I watched it. Like I said, loved it. That's when I started really loving Spider-Man. And then they brought out Tobey Maguire. I was in the fifth grade when the first one came out, and I was so pumped. So we went and saw it, and I loved it. Couldn't wait for the second one. Um, didn't like the second one as good. <laughs> then on the third one, didn't like it as good, but they were okay. And then, you know, they had the Amazing Spider-Man. But Tom Holland wins, for sure. Um, And and Tobey Maguire in the first one is really close. Really close. But 
it feels it's not the the, the, the sequels aren't as good. Mm. Homecoming's good, but the sequel was better. Mm-hmm. Far from Home is the best Spider Man movie. I will agree. Loved it. Um, I like his a you know having a younger character. I mean a younger actor. Yeah. Toby was old, like he, he wasn't old, but he was too old to be playing that part. I yeah, think. and the other guy was like. He was already in his 30s, Andrew Garfield, when he started. That's like a black spot. And he was playing a high school character. Yeah, I mean, I I was excited for that one, and I thought the first one was pretty good, but the second one's not good (laughs) at all of that one. Those are definitely my least two favorite. If I was going to list them in order, I would probably say Far From Home, then the first one. I mean, Tobey Maguire first, and then Homecoming, and then 2-3, and then 1-2 of... Amazing Spider-Man. They just weren't very good. Um, <laughs> so, you ready to unveil number one for you? Number one is very much related to what we're going to talk about in a few minutes. And it is Superman. Cal L of the planet Krypton. Why? Because I have read Superman comics since I was six. Or no, maybe earlier than that. Maybe... Four, five How'd you get started? Uh, my mom bought one at the mall. A Superman comic. For you. For me. And I, I don't think I could read it at that time. I don't know. Maybe I could. I don't know. But anyway, I got more. I started buying them myself when I could. Kept buying them. Now there's like 2,000 of them out there in the <laughs> room next to uh, us right him? now. Probably. And your mom probably thinks, what in the world yeah, did I do? Yeah, she, she said that before Has several she? times. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a mistake. I messed up, Doug. <laughs> Big mistake. What about the movie version and cartoon version? <sighs> All of it's good. All of it has good, <laughs> good points and bad points. Some of it has bad points. Yeah. Movies, Christopher Reeve wins out, hands down. Best Superman of all. The actors who have ever played Superman in anything, Christopher Reeve. <laughs> Reeve, not Reeves. <laughs> and I would actually say that Henry Cavill is probably a close second really? from Man of Steel. Huh. What about Return of Superman? Yeah, Brandon Routh. Superman Returns. Yeah, that's it. Um, he was all right. You know, th- not my favorite, but that's my favorite Superman movie. Hmm. But I will say I've not seen Christopher Reeve ones, and I don't like Superman. I've never liked him <sighs> ever. You just at need all. to see the first two movies then. Maybe, maybe I'd like them, but I've never liked Superman ever. Um, I've tried. They had the cartoon around the same time as they had the other ones I was talking about. Didn't like it. Um, I don't know. Mm-mm. Just never was into him. You got any more to add on your hero? Nah, I think I'm good. Seinfeld? Jerry Seinfeld likes. Yes, Jerry Seinfeld. Like Superman. I'm probably a bigger fan than he is. You think so? They should have him play Superman. I don't think that would work too well. <laughs> Sorry, Jerry. Um. So I guess it's time for my number one. Yes, I think I can predict I think most people probably can guess who it is because it's pretty obvious, I guess, that Batman is my number one. And I said them and Spider-Man are close, but honestly, probably not. Batman's always been 
my favorite. Um, you were talking about your mom bought you a comic. Yes. My grandma actually bought me a comic of Batman. So I have read, I have read a few comics, very, very few. Uh, Batman would be the only ones that I actually have read. Um, but when I was really, really young, the '90s cartoon series was on. That's and I mean that got me hooked. the best version. It was awesome. It was it was it's it's one of the best. You know, it's not really a kids' cartoon. I mean, no. it was, but it's not very kiddish. <laughs> they did a lot of stuff that um, they got away with a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot. Um, it's great. And then let's see, <clears throat> I got. I wanted to see the movie, obviously, after I was watching the cartoon. So my mom bought me the the first Batman movie, the not the '60s version, uh, the, the uh, Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton one. Loved it, loved it. And then I can remember when. What year did the other one, the Penguin, come out? Probably ninety two. That's what I was thinking. We we rented and we watched it. Or, I mean, maybe I watched these earlier than I thought because I can remember, I can remember them renting that movie and watching it. Um, but you know, I tried watching the Michael Keaton one again recently, and I love. I think he's great. I think he is great as Batman, but it's too cartoonish and. Yep. The the ninety versions of that movie are not. They didn't age well to me at all. Um, I think he did a great job. I think Val Kilmer. I, I don't even remember that one really, mm. or the other one. The um, which is um, Batman and Robin is yeah. said to be the worst comic book movie. of I would all say it probably is the movie that single handedly killed comic book movies until X Men came out. Well, and then but but um, Batman Forever was it not after that? Mm-mm, it was third. So Mr. Freeze was Batman and Robin. Yep, with um, um, George Clooney. It was awful. I can remember watching it in theaters, and it was so bad. Uh, you're not the only one that thought so. Um, and I was a kid, and I hated it. <laughs> um, but Batman... So really, you know, up until that point, Batman was my favorite superhero, but it was all based off of the cartoon. Because I really didn't like those movies. Um, so, and then we got into the great, greatest Batman character ever of the Dark Knight. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. The Dark Knight. Uh, just all, he, he just did fantastic. He's definitely the standard, I think, there. Um, with, with those three, the trilogy yep. there. Love every one of them. They're great movies. Great movies. Um, I actually am probably in the extreme minority because I think Batman Rises. Is that yeah, what it's called? Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises, sorry. That's the best of the three. I actually like it better. Um, I think it's better than the Dark Knight. And it actually gives Batman an ending. Yeah, and a good ending Which to me. has never really happened before, I don't think, yeah, in anything. Yeah. And he was able, well, if you ain't saw it, you really ain't going to watch it. But um, a lot of people think that it didn't end the way that it shows, but it did. You got to be oh, an yeah. idiot. Um, but he got to live on and have a happy life without being Batman. It's yeah. perfect. 
And it set, it set up the perfect sequel. That they didn't do. That they didn't do. But it was, I mean, just teed it off so nicely for the next version of Batman, and they didn't use it. Um, and then we get Batflack, or Affleck, or whatever. Batflack. Uh, and he, it was okay. He wasn't bad, but I just hate those movies. Uh, but I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to the next version of Batman. I think it'll be solid. Someday when it ever comes out. Yeah, ever. If they so, ever get to make it. That's my list, and that's Doug's list. And, and that is that is it. That's all. Now it's time for... <laughs> We're going to discuss our mystery of the day. Mr. George Pretty Reeves. Pretty big mystery. Reeves, not Reeves, not Reeve. Yes. <laughs> no relation. No S. So Mr. George Reeves played Superman on TV. Um, as you said, was the second... Second time he had been brought to the screen. And the TV show started in 1951. George was already 37 years old. Which is kind of an older age for a Superman, I guess. Yeah, I mean, how old is is the comic Superman? Supposed to be probably about 29 forever. (laughs) Okay. I think now he's supposed to be a little older, maybe around 35-ish. So, George was born in Wood... No, not Wood. Woolstock, I'm sorry. Woolstock, Iowa, in January 5th, 1914. Um, so he, you know, he was an actor, obviously, because he played Superman. Um, he had acted in a few different things uh, over time before then. So to he be had, 37 to get your big break is kind of interesting, too. He had a little part in Gone with the Wind. Very small part. Are we to say that word? Are we allowed to talk about that movie anymore? Uh, I don't know. It may According be racist. HBO, we can't talk about H- uh, Gone with the Wind. But it happened, and it was there. And <laughs> yeah, he had a small part in Gone with the Wind, which is a pretty big deal. Yeah. Uh, regardless of what HBO says, that is supposedly like the best movie of all time, right? Um, Some people think so. Have you seen it? Nope. I, I watched it one time. I was uh, had the chicken pox in second grade, and I love I love Civil War like that kind of thing. So interesting to me. That's probably not allowed anymore either. But Mm-mm. anyway, uh, my mom rented the movie and we watched it. Um, and I remember liking it then. It was kind of long and boring to a kid, but I liked it too at the same time. So um, he also appeared in a couple movies with the great Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Um, the actor. <laughs> the actor Ronald Reagan. <laughs> that's, that's from Back to the Future. Yep. Oh, that's probably the best line. And they say that he loved that line as well. They said that when that movie came out, he would watch it at the, at the White House and he would have them rewind it back to that line because he loved it so much. <laughs> so George, you know, he was cast as Superman, but he did not particularly like it. But it was a steady paycheck and it got him famous. Very famous. Like, yeah, super like famous. That's the main thing he's famous for. Yeah. His real name was George Kiefer Brewer. Um, Brewer is my mother's mother's maiden name so Maybe we're related possible to George. relative yeah it could be a relative brewer's fairly po- fairly common name though but you never know you never know i think his dad though was uh, kind of a deadbeat dad so mr brewer <laughs> was he uh busy at the breweries <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so jordan he played superman for six years and during this time he made many personal appearances as superman which i'm sure people loved and he hated. <laughs> but he did it. Why do it if you hate it? Money. Man, I guess. 
Uh, so he called the Superman costume his monkey suit and grew very tired over time of this character. He liked to drink and spend money. Very much so. <laughs> so that often led to financial problems, correct? Yep. He um, had issues. <laughs> he ended up having an affair with Tony Mannix. Tony Mannix. Who's a married woman. And they were they had an affair for a while. Yeah, yeah she bought him a house even Man. before he played Superman, 1950. She liked her some George. And she was eight years older than him. Uh-oh. And... Um, she called him the boy. The boy. <laughs> she called him the boy. That's There's hilarious. the boy. But who was her husband? Her husband was Eddie Mannix. And he was the president of a movie studio or a company that owned a movie studio. MGM, I think. Yeah, I think it was MGM. And he had also been at one time, and this is important later, a fixer. In Hollywood, he fixed some uh, stars' problems, and we know what that might mean. Especially yeah, since, yeah, so he like fixed their cars when they tore up. Uh, yeah, something <laughs> like that. So we're gonna come back to him in a little bit. Yes, right? we will. We'll circle back. Um, so production ended on Superman in the sixth season in November of 1957, and I'm sure George was extremely happy. In 1958, he met. Lenore Lemon, mm -hmm. a socialite. Not and, really sure what a socialite is, but yeah, socialite. I'm sorry, I said socialite or something. Uh, apparently, that means she's unemployed and she hangs around with the right people and <laughs> mooches off of them, most likely. But hey, Miss Lemon, and so he dumped Tony Mannix, which don't make much sense because she bought him a house. That's kind of stupid mm -hmm. on his part. Um, he ended up getting engaged to Miss Lemon. And was supposed to marry her on June 19th of 1959. And it did not happen. It didn't happen, huh? So the idea was floated around in 1959 to shoot 26 new episodes. So a whole new season. Um, to replace the first... To replace the 26 first episodes. Because they the edited negatives of those episodes were wearing out. Um, so pretty much, I guess... How does that even happen? It's a long story, and I don't think we have time for it. Really? So, but I mean, I guess he didn't want to do it, huh? So Reeves, Noel Neal, and Jack Larson, what did they play in the show? Noel Neal was Lois Lane, the second Lois Lane. Yeah. And Jack Larson was Jimmy Olsen. So Neal, which was Lois Lane, Lois Lane, came to visit Reeves on June 13th, 1959. She said that he was delighted and was going to do the show and was going to split directing with the director, George Blair, 13 episodes each. Uh, Whitney Ellsworth, who was the producer, called Reeves on June 15th and told him that production would resume on season seven in September of 59. So this was going through. It was going to happen. It was so happening. Was he actually excited about this or was it a paycheck? Do you know? Maybe a little bit of both, because they said he liked directing. He directed some of the last season, and he really liked it, and he okay. wanted to get into it. So if he was going to get to direct half of the season, I'd say he's probably probably a little excited. Yeah. So if they'd done this, obviously it didn't happen because he died. Yeah. But would... Uh, okay, so I know they wanted to replace the first season, so were they going to do the exact same thing? No, no. It was, was going to be all new stuff. 
I'm sure. But be first. It would just it would it was just going to take the place because they had a hundred episodes. They had a hundred act. The hundred were made total, and okay. then or was it a hundred and four? It was a hundred or a hundred and four. And the first twenty six that were made in nineteen fifty one. Through a long story of things that happened, they edited those. The originals were in a vault somewhere. The edited versions were all they had because they cut out some violence and stuff. Okay. And the edited versions were wearing out. So is there a copy of them today? Oh, yeah. The original unedited versions Uh, are all that's left, which have the violence and stuff that... They eventually cut out. Oh, it's it a, makes it better. It's a long, long story. They are they are better. The best yeah. episodes of the so whole thing. So they still do have a hundred episodes. Yeah, but but so at they the would time, just have these extras. They couldn't keep rerunning the first season because they were wearing out, and they did wear out. I don't think any of them survived. Probably that's crazy. The, the edited versions, anyway. Right. Okay. So they had they were going to replace them with twenty six more, so they'd have a hundred again, and it's good to have a hundred, so you could syndicate it and all this stuff. So, huh. All right. Well, so he was excited. It sounds like he was excited about doing mm-hmm. that. Um, so that brings us to June 16th, 1959, which is the night that Mr. Reeves uh, died. Yeah. He was 45 years old at the time. He was at his home with his fiance, Lenore Lemon, and a friend of hers, uh, a male friend, a journalist named Robert Condon. Mm-hmm. Around midnight, George excused himself to go upstairs. To his bedroom. Uh, the doorbell rang and two more guests arrived. So George came back downstairs and he was irritated because so many guests had come at a late hour. I would be too. Um, I mean, he was, sounds like he's ready for bed and... My gosh, come at 12 o'clock. His fiance o'clock. wants to have a party. And they kind of, they had a little party. They were drinking <laughs> and they were cutting up, having fun. And they were all pretty drunk, I think, at one point. Did George stay downstairs with them? Um... He stayed, it's, About he originally was kind of pissed off, if I can say that. Yeah, that's fine. Then he <laughs> he he calmed down. He talked to one of the, William, William Bliss. Bliss, one of his, the visitors, stayed down there till about 1.15 in the morning, and then he's like, I'm going to bed. You all have fun. So he went upstairs. He wasn't really mad at this point. Nope. So one fifteen, he decided to go back upstairs and go to bed. Mm-hmm. Lenore Lemon, which is his fiance, told the guests... What'd she say? Tell everybody. He's going to upstairs to shoot himself. So uh, he wasn't mad. Nope, not mad. He, he calmed down. He'd calmed down. He'd come down there and stayed for an hour and 15. He talked, he drank, he partied. Yeah, it was fine. And then Lenore says this. Which is very odd. I mean, who says that? He's going to go upstairs and kill himself. And, or shoot himself, rather. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> And then the next thing they hear is they hear the sound of a drawer opening. So, okay, they hear the drawer they go upstairs. And Lemon says again, he's getting the gun out now. He's going to shoot himself. Mm-hmm. And like clockwork, they hear a gunshot. They killed himself. Well, they heard a gunshot. We'll go there. Yeah. William Bliss went upstairs, found Reeves, and told everyone else that he was dead. Supposedly, they discussed the situation for 10 or 15 minutes before they called the police. Who does that? Which is very odd. You know, uh, my fiance or my buddy or my... It don't, I don't even care who it is. If you're at somebody's house or not at somebody's house, if you hear somebody shoot themselves, you go and check. They shot themselves. You call the police. 
and you don't wait 15 what minutes. What do you talk about? And actually, one version, one account even says they may have waited up to 45 minutes before they called the police. So, that's even worse. That makes no That I would love to know what happened in this time frame. I have a theory on that. All right, we'll get into that a bit. So... The cops show up late, later, who knows when, mm-hmm. 10, 15, 20, 30, hour and a half later. Lemon said she was only joking with her remarks. Very specific remarks. It literally seems like she's spoken into existence, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Lemon and the others blamed the delay in calling the police on their drunkenness, the late hour, and the shock of the death. But they were capable of knowing everything else that happened. Yeah. But not capable of calling the police. Not capable of picking up the phone and dialing whatever number you would dial back then. I don't know if they had 911 or not. but Yeah. I mean, it's so strange. So, upstairs, Lee uh, Reeves is laying naked in the bed in a large pool of blood. 30 caliber German Luger on the floor between his feet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Police said that the bullet passed through his head and lodged in the ceiling. Shell casing was under the body. Which is an odd place under for it the to body. be. So he shoots himself. Gun falls between his legs. Bullet lands on the uh, shell casing lands shell on the bed. Behind him on and the he bed. Lands on and he top lands of on it. top of it. Okay. Mm. Interesting. There's bruises on Reeves' head and body, but they didn't investigate that. Nope. <laughs> oh, we don't need to know nothing about that. Where did these bruises come from? Um and there was there was no suicide note. No note. You he know. didn't leave a note that said, I'm killing myself because I hate being Superman or whatever. He didn't do it. <laughs> and the thing, okay, the thing that comes to me, he was down there fine. Mm-hmm. Walks straight up there and shoots himself, right? Naked. Naked. That's another he, weird thing. He's naked now and has bruises on his body. So. Why do you take your robe off and throw it on the floor and then shoot yourself? Yeah. It's odd. Why do you go party with these people and then go upstairs and kill yourself? Does not make sense, does, make does sense. it? So, and, and it doesn't... I, to me, I, I won't say my theory yet. We'll wait. Okay. So the body was washed before the autopsy. That makes sense too, right? Mm-hmm. So they couldn't examine for any residue or particles that are left. Nope. It's all gone. The coroner's report said that his al- blood alcohol level was 0.27%. More than three times what is considered intoxicated, which is 0.08%. That's quite a bit. Very, very drunk. Yeah. Extremely drunk when he went upstairs to go to bed. Um, and apparently so, everybody else was, too, probably. So Yeah. Um, so did he kill himself? I mean, the coroner's report said that the wound was of a close contact nature with the gun pressed against the skin. His opinion was that the wound was self-inflicted. George Reeves' mother, Helen Besola. Besolo. What is it? Helen Besolo. Besolo, I'm sorry. Helen Besolo hired an attorney named Jerry Geisler. Or Geisler. How do you say that? I'm not sure. Geisler to investigate. The mother and the attorney ordered another autopsy, but they had the same conclusion of suicide. So the attorney refused to investigate any further. That's a little strange. It's a little strange. But at the same time, what's the point of having another autopsy? Mm-hmm. Everything's gone. That's true. They've cleaned this body completely. This sounds like a big cover-up. It's it basically does. what it's starting to sound like. And she did not also, this is, she did not want him cremated. She made it very specific. 
And guess what they ended up doing? Of course, they cremated. They cremated the body. That's interesting. Poor George. Like, this is shameful. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like, he didn't get... I, well, let's continue, and then we'll talk about this. Um, Was he suicidal? So he had things to look forward to, right? He was. He had directed episodes of The Adventures of Superman, which was his TV show, mm-hmm. before, and just, you know, obviously, we just, as we said, the new season was in the works, and starting pretty soon. Just a few months. Yeah. Um... He was going to get to be some directing. He was going to do half of the episodes, which is pretty big, pretty big for him, I think. Yep. And that um, would probably have led to other directing work, yeah. maybe. And, and, and I know, I know, he was upset because he felt like he was typecasted. Yeah. After Superman, very much. But so. if he could get into the directing and be good at it, and that opens up a whole new world for his career. And he seemed to like it. He seemed yeah. to enjoy it. So. So, you know, it seems like possibilities were really starting to happen for him. Um, Noel Neal, which was Lois Lois Lane, said he seemed happy when she saw him, what, the day before? Uh, or two, well, It was just a couple days before. Yeah, not long, long before. Uh, and that he was really looking forward to September and starting everything. Um, he had actually accepted a two-round exhibition bout with the World Light Heavyweight Champ, R.G. Moore. It was going to be June 17th, the day after the death. Mm-hmm. So he, I mean, I apparently excited about that. I uh, guess he was. He was going to be going to Spain to make a film, and he had four thousand dollars in his house, which he was going to use to buy travelers' checks for the trip. Yep. Lemon claimed that the four thousand dollars were for their honeymoon, and reportedly took the checks after Reeves' death. And apparently, she broke through the the police. You know, had it roped off and stuff, sealed off to where people weren't supposed to be in there. She went in anyway, got these checks. She did anyway. 4000 bucks and took off. $4,000 then, that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of money today. Pretty that's a whole chunk. lot of money then. Um, but, you know, at the same time, he had issues, obviously. He hadn't worked since Superman had stopped shooting, which was 19 months earlier. So that can be depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, he was typecast as Superman, so movie and TV producers wouldn't really get him. Nope. They were afraid that it was only be seen as Superman and that um, no matter the role, he couldn't escape it. Um, he didn't like playing Superman. Uh, he wanted to do other types of acting and get into directing. <clears throat> but here he was, going to do more Superman. 26 more in the monkey suit. Wearing a monkey suit. <laughs> of course, that's what him. he called it, the monkey and, and suit. That, and he hated it. Um so maybe the prospect of playing Superman for another full season was just too much for him. Could have been. Even though he was going to direct as well. You know, I, I can see I can see both sides. Mm-hmm. But if it was that bad, just say no. That's that was they couldn't do it without him. Or well, maybe they could, but if he didn't want to do it, what what would he care? Right. Does it matter? What but I guess know? maybe nineteen months that he hadn't worked, so maybe he needed the money that badly yeah. and he liked to spend money. Yeah. Lemon claims that he was depressed for months, but who knows? That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, could someone else have killed the man? Very, very possible. I mean, it, it all adds, it, to me, it kind of sounds that way. Um, a pair of detectives pulled up the carpet in Reeves' bedroom, and they found two more bullet holes in the floor. Kind of hard for a man that shoots himself to shoot the gun twice more. Yeah, and nobody even said anything about hearing three gunshots yeah. either, so... Um, and that was hidden under a throw rug, and there was definitely from the same weapon. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that don't happen with a dead man. 
Um, Lemon claims that she might have fired these two shots earlier in the week while fooling around with the gun. How That's the heck weird do you, by itself. I might have shot that gun earlier fooling around with it yeah, in when the When do floor. you forget that you, first of all, why are you fooling around with the gun? Yeah. And second, how do you forget that you fooled around with it? You, you might have been fooling around with it, maybe. Yeah, that makes no sense. A friend of Lemon says they happened um, when Reeves had threatened suicide six weeks earlier, and Lemon wrestled the pistol away from him and fired two shots into the floor. Hmm. Maybe. Possibly. But it wouldn't be, I might have done that earlier in the week. If that was the case, she would know. You know, like, that would be, that would just be, she could explain that. I don't know. There was no par, no powder burns on the wound, um, but at such close range, powder burns can be blasted inside the wound and not be seen outside. No fingerprints on the weapon, but the gun has re- had recently been oiled, so no print could be retained. All right, Doug, that brings us to Mannix. Let's hear Let's hear about that. Okay, this uh, Tony Mannix, Reeves' girlfriend. Well, his, his sugar his, mama. Yes, his married sugar mama. So he had an affair with her from like, what, 1950-ish or earlier, because that's when she gave him the house, until 1958. Her husband... Was as we said, he's the president of the parent company of MGM, and he supposedly, supposedly, (laughs) some people say he gave his consent to the affair, which is very odd. How old was he? Do you know? I am not sure. He was probably older man. Yeah, he was probably late fifties at that time, I guess, because he died not long after. Okay, but he gave his consent. I mean, what married man? I mean. And some people even say that there was an understanding that Reeves was going to date Tony or have his little affair with her until Mr. Mannix died, and then he's going to marry her. And Jack Larson, that played Jimmy Olsen, said Mr. Mannix had a bad heart, and he was not likely to live very long. And that actually was true. He did. Because he had a heart attack and died in 1960. 1963 at 72 years old. So he was in his 60s at the time that this affair was going on. Interesting. It's kind of odd. So I'm looking up Tony. I I just wanted to see what she looked like. I think she's pretty. She wasn't Um, She's a pretty lady. Um, She's just eight years older than Reeves. Yeah, and she don't look older than him. He looks like an old man. Honestly, George. Well, and his hair, actually, in a lot of the old, a lot of the later Superman things, his hair is dyed black because he went gray really early. So he was like almost totally white-headed by that time. That's interesting. Anyway, let's see. So Reeves met little Miss Lenore Lemon. Right. The socialite. Socialite. 1958, Maybe and she doesn't have a job. Mannix went out the window, you know. Goodbye, Tony. Hello, Leonore. And then Tony Mannix. I don't even think she's as pretty as... I don't think she's... I think the other one was prettier. Oh, look at some pictures of her later in life. You'll love those. Which of, one? of Lenore. Rough? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's got... She didn't a, age well, let's say. She's scary looking in these pictures. She, yeah, she was a little... Hmm. Anyway, so Tony Mannix, she went into a very deep depression, according to some people. 
and the new the new uh, the new girl, yeah, Lemon, told the press that the wife of a prominent studio executive had threatened to kill her, and was calling Reeves' house, the one that she gave him, by the way, remember now, right, twenty times a day. Hmm. Uh, Lemon didn't say it was Mannix, but wife of a studio executive, eh, kind of adds up. So she's calling the house twenty times a day. Yeah, she did not uh, age well. <laughs> I told you. Uh, I told you. Okay, so. So I mean, I think that Tony Mannix had a pretty good reason to might that she might want to kill him. He broke off this affair. Yeah. Sent her into depression. Yeah. Maybe she did it herself. I'd say more likely she hired somebody to do it for her. Like her husband, the fixer? Yeah, he probably, maybe she hired one of his contacts. Yeah. Because this was another weird thing. Sound like he wasn't in too good a shape. I don't think he could have handled George. Nah, probably not. This is a weird thing, though. Tony Mannix called Phyllis Coates, who was the first one to play Lois Lane in the series before Noel Neal. Yeah. At 4.30 a.m. the morning that Reeves died. Okay. This is like three hours after he went upstairs and shot himself. And the likelihood that anybody actually knew that he had done this is not much. That's very thin there. <laughs> and she was hysterical saying, the boy is dead. He's been murdered. The boy, you know. The boy. The boy well, is she dead. She called him the boy. She called him the boy. Huh. And Phyllis Coates said it was a very disturbing phone call. And what'd she say? Huh? <laughs> and I don't know what she said, but it was just... Is she sure about her days? Um... I really don't know. This is just what she told I mean, somebody. That's probably, but yeah. It's kind of odd if it was the same day. If it's it, real odd. It was very odd because no one else should have known that. They shouldn't have known, no. It wasn't public knowledge or anything. So maybe she hired somebody to do it with Reeves' gun. Hmm. Maybe she thought that Lemon, Lenore Lemon, would get blamed for it. Yeah. It's a possibility. Get revenge on Lemon for taking the boy. Yeah. Revenge on the boy for dumping her. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, it is. And then maybe it's the, I mean, Mannix's husband. He was a, he had at one time maybe had ties to the mafia. Maybe, huh? That's what they say. <laughs> we don't know. He probably did. I mean, but, I, I mean, can't say that for sure, but probably. Reeves had an affair with his wife. I don't know if he liked that or not. Right. Supposedly, like he supported it. Conflicting evidence there. <laughs> so there is one theory that he supported their affair right. and that he may have had Reeves killed because he ended the affair and upset Tony. <laughs> Wife's not happy. He's not happy, huh? Exactly. <laughs> Which is kind of an odd situation. I mean, you uh, had an affair weird, with my man. wife. You dumped her. I'll kill you. That but, is weird. Yeah. So it's possible, and he had the connections, because he was a fixer, you know. Right. Hmm. Fixed some people's problems. That's one possibility. Interesting. So there's also some more possibilities. Maybe it's an accident. I, I mean, he was drunk, super drunk, according to the toxicology report, right? Very, very drunk. You know, went upstairs, could he have just oh, fiddled with my gun? Which is... Uh, I don't possible. know. I mean, I guess it's possible. And accidentally shot himself. It's very but, weird that he did it naked, though. Well, maybe he went upstairs, took off his clothes, and said, I'm going to fiddle with my gun. And I don't know. Um, 
Maybe he got into an argument with Lemon. One of them picks up the gun. The other tries to get it away. Fires it twice. Pow, pow, during the struggle. Mm-hmm. And then accidentally shoots in George's eyes. That's possible. Um, which means she lied to the police because she, she was upstairs at the time. The guests say they only heard one shot. That's true. Lemon was downstairs, according to them. Mm-hmm. Right? According to them, uh, Bill Bliss, who was at the house at the time, told Fred Crane, which who was a friend of Reeves, that Lenore was upstairs. And after the shot was heard... She ran downstairs yelling, tell them I was down here. Tell them I was down here. Mm. <laughs> they no. took a very long time to call the police. 10, 15, or 45 minutes. Depending on who you ask. So what was going on? Maybe, Maybe that was spent, you know. Yeah. Let's figure out our story. Coming up with the cover story. Uh, but, you know, if they come up with the cover story, why would Bill tell Fred the truth? Uh, maybe, maybe he got to him. Maybe that was years later. I'm not sure when that happened, but it's possible. And then there's also that Lemon killed him on purpose, maybe. Yeah. Uh, because they had apparently someone had said they had been seen arguing with each other in a steakhouse earlier that evening. Hmm. So they'd been having an argument, and her weird little comment—he's going upstairs to kill himself. <laughs> I mean, that's it's weird. Really strange. It's weird. Why would you even say that? I mean, unless that's something they just made up and came up with. It's a weird thing to make up too, though. It's weird to make. Yeah. It's weird if you made that up. It's weird if you said it. Unless there is the chance that he had tried to kill himself before, and she was just joking because maybe she. But what are the odds of her saying that and him doing it? Pretty low. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, Going upstairs to kill my my boy my fiance is going upstairs to kill himself. Maybe she had some effort to kill him. Yeah, it's possible. Maybe that was the um. Maybe that was the cover story. That was the cover. Something she knew that it was going to happen. She knew it was going to happen. Still an odd thing to say though. Yeah, it is. Really odd thing to say. It is weird. Anyway, I mean, it's who knows. Nobody knows. No. But. She did take those $4,000 in the traveler's check money right. after the death. Claim her for the honeymoon. Yeah. Ah, that's a little odd, too. <laughs> very, very strange. So, I'm not really sure. I kind of go with the manic theory. I mean, you go with that? Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking. I think probably Tony. Well, I think she hired somebody. There was uh, some some people wrote a book, and that was all about this. And their theory was kind of the same thing. They kind of leaned toward the that she hired somebody. Um, my well, I think I know. I I've got. I don't think the manics thing. I don't think I could see them doing that, but I don't lean towards that. I think Lemon did it. Yeah, that's possible. I don't think he killed himself. I think there's too much. I think that, I think the guy that told his buddy, you know, she come downstairs and said, I, I think that's what happened. I think that she followed him upstairs when we went, and I think she killed him, and I think she come back downstairs and said, tell him I'm here, tell him mm-hmm. I was here. And I don't know why they... For some reason, they she, all agreed to 
Yeah. Covered it up. Um, I think <clears throat> either that or she had somebody upstairs ready to kill him. That is a possibility. Um, that's I think it was her. Why? I don't really know. But I think that's what happened. Uh, I don't think he killed himself. I don't think so. Either. Unless he, I don't think he killed himself. Could he have been messing around with the gun and accidentally shot himself? Yes. That is possible. So I think that's possible. But I think it's more likely that she had him killed or killed him. Yep. And uh, it, I personally think she it was at her hand. It actually makes sense. I mean, like, he goes upstairs. He's getting ready for bed or he's going to take a shower, whatever. The Back to the whole naked thing. He yeah. takes his robe off and somebody ambushes him at and, that moment. It, right. He's surprised. You know, and with then, the shell, the casing being under him, it'd be very hard to shoot yourself and, and it to roll under you, like, be under you like that. Yeah. Um, and the gun be between your legs. It just sounds a little staged. And then they just missed the casing. And it would explain the other two shots. I mean, the other bullet yeah. holes in the floor. Yeah. They fired a couple times, missed. Yeah. Finally got him. Yeah. I mean, that, that makes the most sense. Um, so it's officially a suicide. That's why they ruled it, right? Mm hmm. It's been it's been covered multiple times, honestly. Unsolved Mysteries, that's the first time I ever saw it. It was on Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. 2020 did episode. A&E Biography, cover the death. Multiple books. Many books and other TV shows. Um, there's really not, I, I usually look up and see if somebody's done like a, maybe, there, it might be covered on a podcast. I don't know. I didn't find one. I'm sure it has been. But oh, I was shocked at the, there's not that many even like YouTube videos. Like I thought people would have covered it on a YouTube video. There was really like two or three that I found. Not many. Um his co-star Jack Larson thinks that it was suicide. Noel Neal said she doesn't really have an answer either way, but she knows that he was happy the last time she saw him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, another friend, Rory Calhoun, said that nobody in Hollywood believes the suicide story. Interesting. Um, we're never going to know. No. Nope. Uh, no matter what, everybody's dead. Everybody involved is dead, unless someone told the truth, and it's just going to be passed along eventually. But with this much time it passed, it, that's not going to happen. Mm, probably not. Eddie Mannix died four years later of a heart attack at age 72. Exactly like they thought he would. Exactly like he yeah. Tony Mannix died in 1983 at 77. Man, Eddie was way older than her. Mm-hmm. Um, she supposedly confessed to a priest that she had killed Reeves. That's questionable. That's very um, questionable. Sounds like something, uh, sounds like a Hollywood story. Very questionable. <laughs> Jack Larson didn't believe the story. Um, didn't believe that she told anybody. Mannix had Alzheimer's for several years before her death. That sounds like you just uh, something. But, maybe she came up with that in her Alzheimer's head. Yeah. Lenore Lemon died in New York in 1989 at age 66. Well, I will tell you, she was the one of the worst. She did not age well at all. No, no, no. Uh, neither Mannix or Lemon ever had any children. So there's not really a lineage there where they could have passed that along either. Nope. Um, so who knows? Who knows? But, you know, it's kind of interesting. This happened to him. And then Christopher Reeve had a terrible accident that happened to him. Yeah, that's this. <laughs> The Superman curse. Is there anybody else, though, that's... It's just them. I don't know. I guess you could say Margot Kidder. She had problems. What was she? She died fairly recently. 
But I mean, with Superman, other actors, that's it. Just those yeah. two. I mean, Mario Kidder was Lois Lane in right. those movies. There were some other actors that had problems, but... Nothing like this. With that many movies and that many TV shows over Something's that period of time, it's just like the Little Rascals. You know, they say there's a Little Rascals curse because so many of them had died early and whatever. Well, there was a ton of them, so... A ton of them, and they were child stars. If you take any group of people <laughs> that large... right. You're going to find some early deaths in there and some weird stuff. So Things happen. All right. Well, do you have anything to add? I have nothing. You don't have any closing thoughts for us? I don't think so. All right. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And our special guest, Doug Chambers, um, shoot us an email. Let us know what you thought. Let us know what you think. And if you have any story ideas for us to cover, let us know. Our email is themesserbrothers at gmail.com. Um, I'm Craig. And I am Doug. <laughs> and we are... Um, I can't say I'm a Messer Brother, <laughs> so I'm not sure how to and do And this that. has been Messer Brothers Presents. There you go. That sounds good. See you guys later. Nick will be back next time. <laughs>